from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Friday, March the 25th, 2022. Exactly 78 days until the Thai Cats open their season in Saskatchewan against the Riders. Louie B here with you on Ticats today on the Ticats Audio Network. Thanks for checking us out. Really do appreciate it as we continue the offseason and a, a big a checkpoint of the offseason this weekend as the CFL Combine going down in Toronto right now as I am speaking. A big weekend as the National Combine uh, highlighting the 2022 off-season schedule this weekend and that's where our focus will be on this show as coming up in just a little bit we will be joined by the assistant GM and director of player personnel for the Ticats Spencer Zimmerman and we'll take a trip down memory lane and talk 2017 Combine with Ticats defensive back Tunde Adelike Uh, He went through the Combine that year and, in fact, had the fastest 40 time in 2017. So we'll talk to him about that and any advice he may have for anyone taking part this weekend in Toronto. Uh, CFL.ca has got a, a great roundup of everything that's going on. They have, you know, the names to watch, some offensive linemen like Zach Fry, Noah Zur, maybe a couple names Ticats fans should be paying attention to. Maybe, I don't know. Ticats usually use the draft historically, go after offensive linemen. So maybe those are some names you might want to be watching. Linebacker Tyrell Richards of Syracuse. He's a name to watch maybe this weekend. But CFL.ca has got you hooked up for everything you need to know combine wise and in fact they'll be broadcasting live throughout the combine yes cfl.ca will be broadcasting the 2020 cfl 2022 excuse me cfl combine presented by new era there'll be play-by-play commentary uh they'll have fans with uh will bring fans closer into the combine than ever before with insights analysis and much much more it all gets underway with the bench press tomorrow Saturday, I should say, Saturday at uh, 4 p.m. And then on Sunday, you got individual player drills and one-on-one drills. Uh, It's at 10 a.m. You got the 40-yard dash at 11 a.m. And then more individual player drills and one-on-one drills with the running backs, linebackers, wide receivers, and defensive backs. That is Sunday at 1 p.m. And again, CFL.ca is your home for all of that coverage. All right, on the news and notes side, don't have much to tell you about as it was a very quiet week in Ticats land, but TSN's Dave Naylor is reporting that the Atlantic game is coming back, so we'll keep our eye on that. No official announcement yet, but still a, uh, a, a very cool report from the CFL on TSN's Dave Naylor. All right, we mentioned this. It is a Combine edition of the show and very pleased now to be joined by a man who will be there, who is there. He is the assistant GM and director of player personnel for your Hamilton Tiger Cats. It is Spencer Zimmerman. And Spencer, for you personally, 
I have to think that, you know, in terms of things that happen in the offseason, the kind of the full CFL calendar, where does Combine Weekend rank for you in terms of your favorite parts of the season? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's probably, I'd say, the, one of the most exciting parts of the offseason because it's the, the next task, you know, through the offseason. I know as cliche as that sounds, but, um, you know, we're excited to, uh, to get back in person and uh and visit you know we've had the regionals that uh, uh myself drew ed uh kind of have been able to uh watch some of the uh you know players kind of earn their ticket uh to the main show and uh you know now we're in toronto um you know watching some of the uh the top draft prospects compete i uh, what do you get having it in person i mean anybody can run a 40 time somewhere anybody can do you know the the drills and the bench presses and you know it can be videotaped it can be verified but what is the advantage you find having this all in person all in one place yeah i mean i think it kind of goes back to just scouting in general you know there's uh there's definitely value in live scouting now obviously you know there's going to be a, a football portion of it it's not going to be you know a live period like we would see going to a game or visiting a practice but you know sometimes your eyes can can deceive you on tape you know in terms of just verifying you know that speed um, those movement skills the size you know in person um, so all that's important versus you know just watching somebody on tape and then uh, you know having to draft them and, and your first exposure live to them is when they show up in training camp now you have a history with with O and, and Drew and, and Ed's been around for for a long time, but have you found like how long did it take for you guys to to click and to gel, or is that something that's an ongoing process throughout the year? Yeah, I think the uh, you know the the beauty about it is it's uh, there's obviously familiarity, and I think uh, O did a, a really good job early on just detailing the expectations in terms of, you know, how the, the flow is going to operate. But at the same time, um, he's kind of given us, you know, the three of us, the autonomy um, to kind of collaborate in areas that, uh, you know, that we've, that we've done in the past, whether it kind of drew taking the lead on this Canadian draft, um, you know, and obviously Ed doing a lot of um, some of the U S stuff with myself, but also, you know, he's, you know, right now attending the GM meetings, um, you know, that he's done for several years as a GM and kind of providing that support for us on that end. So I think we've uh, we've collaborated and then kind of found our, uh, you know, our niches within kind of the, the overarching football operation that uh, that we do well. And then we come together and provide feedback on kind of how, you know, how areas are working, what areas we need more support in. Um, and obviously having Tamara, you know, come on has been amazing, you know, from from a football operation perspective just how detailed and she obviously has a lot of familiarity with the league and uh she's really streamlined our operation just in these last couple weeks uh you've obviously worked with really good football minds you know from from obilovich here to ken austin oh jim pop is there a common thread between those guys or is there kind of like a little little nugget you kind of take away from from each of the guys that you've worked with or the people you've worked with because i mean among those group of people their their resume kind of speaks for itself Hmm. that's i mean no one's ever asked me that's a good question um I guess I can say I'm just really fortunate to have had, I guess my, you know, my football, whatever you want to call it, grad school, PhD with, uh, with very accomplished people. You know, you could start with Obi and then obviously Kent, um, his resume up here. Um, and then Jim Barker, 
um, who's, who's now back on the other side, but um, someone I learned a tremendous amount from. And obviously Pop, you know, being, you know, a future Hall of Fame general manager to now, oh, who's kind of creating his legacy as we go. And and there might be some some similarities, but there definitely is a lot of differences in, in how they kind of conduct the operation. But I think, I, I guess if there is one thing that's synonymous with it, there's uh, definitely all of them had, uh, had expectations and the expectations were kind of crystal clear for everybody to meet. And I think that allowed us to kind of drive towards our common goal. There might have been a different way to do it constantly, but the expectations were always set and, uh, you know, everyone had an obligation and an accountability to meet them. So I think that'd be maybe the similarity. It's all about the the destination, right? It's it's how you get there. It might not be pretty, uh, but it's all about uh, what you do when you get there as well. Let's get back to the combine. You mentioned being at the regional combine so far. Is there anything that's jumped out at you, whether it's, you know, a, a general idea about where guys are in terms of their fitness, you know, versus, you know, maybe what you saw in 2020 or 2021. Is there something that's, that's surprised you or jumped out at you so far? I wouldn't say something that surprised me. Um, I've been pleased with uh, just really the eagerness uh, for, for some of these young players to compete. Right. Like I think sometimes people think the combine can be exciting. Uh, The combine's really nerve wracking for these guys. You know, they're, they're football players first. They're not, you know, athletes who run in their spandex, run forties, shuttles, jump around. Like that's more of a, maybe a, a prerequisite to get to where they want to go. And I, and I found that uh, the majority of guys, especially when we were, when I was down in Waterloo at the, uh, at the Ontario regional, were just excited to showcase the work they put in. Um, they were willing to do, you know, whatever was asked of them, whether it was, Hey, you know, we want you to go work with the linebackers, you know, as a defensive end, um, in college or, you know, Hey, you were a DB, but let's see if you can kind of mix in with the receivers. The willingness to, to compete is, uh, you know, something that I know is going to carry over obviously to this week. So I don't think anything that caught us off guard, it's just more the excitement to be out there and kind of showcase what they can do from athletic standpoint, um, prior to kind of throwing on the pads. What did it mean to have a youth sports season though last year to to be able to see a little bit more tape? You know, a lot of guys might have extended their eligibility or or decided to stick around. Or how, how did that play into the kind of class of twenty two that we're about to see get drafted in a few weeks? Yeah, I mean the the youth sport is a uh, is a huge component of our uh, of our pool of uh, future CFL players and uh, and. And stars, really. You know, you look at Tunde. We wouldn't have Tunde on our roster if it wasn't for, uh, you know, obviously him playing at Carlton and uh, and having that growth and exposure. So it's exciting. I know definitely the players are very excited to uh, to get to compete. And uh, and yeah, I just think it's a it's going to be important moving forward as we continue to draft kind of future CFL players and Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, and let's talk about the Neglis. Let's talk about guy, not guys you're watching down south, but uh, what what are you seeing uh, when it comes to building your your neg list and and you know choosing guys who who may be long shots? You know that was the one thing I've kind of always picked up is that there's guys on your list that you hope, but there's guys on your list that that you think are real close. Where do you think you are in, in that kind of mix on on your neg list right now? Yeah, I think the the neg list is another. I mean, there could be a whole segment we talk about because it is it is unique. Um, just like the draft, everyone has different uh, philosophies in, in how you kind of protect those forty five names. 
uh, the balance of it. So you're balancing the availability of a player versus the uh, unique skill set and uh, rarity of, of potentially acquiring somebody that, like you said, might be a long shot or might still be, you know, actively playing football down south, whether it's in the NFL or or still in college. So um, in terms of our neg list, uh, we've been really excited, I guess, with the flow with it. You know, the, the players that we've um, expected for the most part to be available to us have been very receptive and willing. And, uh, you know, that process can be, can be slow or it can be, uh, it can, it can kind of move at a rapid pace at certain times of the season, but, um, guys willingness to listen, um, to hear kind of potentially what we have to offer them as an organization and for their football career. And then obviously the excitement, once they sign, they, they definitely, uh, hit a lot of touch points with us in our organization, whether it's talking to um, myself, uh, Drew, Ed, but then also, um, you know, O is very involved in communicating with the players and, and obviously our whole coaching staff, whether once we sign them or prior to, gets a chance to communicate with them. And we think that's really important. We think for a player to be successful up here, they have to understand, A, what they're signing up for, B, what the expectations are for them coming in here and see how is this going to be a great environment for them to fulfill not only their individual goals, but contribute to our uh, our sole goal, you know, of winning a championship. Well, I we can definitely spend a whole other segment on that one, but I know you're a busy guy in Toronto at the Combine with meetings, uh, so I don't want to take up any more of your time, Spencer. Thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Yeah, likewise, Louis. Thanks, man. Take care. And that is Spencer Zimmerman. He is an assistant GM and director of player personnel for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He is down in Toronto as we speak, attending the Combine. Also down in Toronto, you got Ed Hervey. And you got the two men we had a chance to catch up with earlier this week. President of Football Operations and head coach Orlando Steinauer along with Drew Alamang, assistant GM and director of Canadian scouting. They were made available to the media and you can catch their full media availability. I've uploaded it to the Ticats audio network. So you want to hear the questions and the answers. Uh, you can go to wherever you found this podcast on the Ticats audio network. It's a 2022 CFL combine special with Orlando Steinauer and Drew Alamang. But I did want to play a couple of highlights here and a reminder, the full scrum available on the Ticats audio network. But here are some of the highlights from their chat yesterday. Well, I think that the, the good thing here, Louie, is that, uh, I'm surrounded with experience, uh, kind of took the approach the same way we do with the coaching staff. I wasn't afraid to hire experienced people that knew more that had been doing it longer than I had uh, when it came to the coaching staff and kind of took the same approach uh, when it came to, you know, hiring people to really surround Drew and I. And that, and that was with experience. So it's been uh, I'm not going to say seamless, but they, everybody's been on top of it. They, they really have. Uh, we kind of got a vision. And uh, they've made it come to life. So uh, I've been the observant, to be honest with you, Louie, and they've been uh, knocking it out. Yeah, no, it's exciting. Um, you know, coming in uh, the other day, you kind of had to remember how to, to do the combine. Um, but, uh, you know, we're really excited to see, see them all in one place, uh, you know, from a competitive standpoint, see, you know, the best players all compete against one another. So looking forward to uh, the weekend. Um, you know, I think we put enough weight on anyone's test results, but it's not not everything. I mean, I think it's important that they they hit uh, within a certain range for each position. Um, but um, you know, it's we've all seen it. You know, 
the best players sometimes don't test the best. So, you know, we'll wait it, but um, it's not, you know, it's not like he has to come in here and, and be the top uh, tester or something like that. Yeah, so I, I can just tell you, you know, what's come out of our meetings here is we've just really been focused on how to make our three-down game better, to be honest with you, Paul. That's, that's exactly what it's been, and that in, includes the action of it and, and also the game flow. And so um, there was, you know, everything was discussed, to be honest with you. That's transparent. Everything was discussed, but I can tell you that 98% of the discussion was based upon making our three-down game better and, and the response that we've gotten from fans and everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're, you're always, uh, obviously you'd like to address needs that you, you might think you have, um, but you can't always do that in, in every round in the draft. So, you know, I think it depends. Like maybe near the front of the draft, you're, you're looking to, to, to solve maybe a need and get the best player. Um, but as the draft goes on, I mean, I think you're, you're trying to look for the best player that, that can, can come in and, and offer competition to the players that you have on your team. Yeah, I mean, you definitely, uh, through the process, you kind of definitely weigh that, whether, you know, you use some of your, your relationships in the NFL and try to get a gauge through them and, and the, the players' agents and, and even the players themselves, just kind of what their future uh, might look like down there. Um, and try to make the best decision from there. Obviously, you get to know the players, and, and if they do have an opportunity, you'll be excited for them. Um, but, you know, come draft day, you do have to weigh it a little bit. Um, but at some point, I mean, we're going we're gonna to want to draft players that, uh, that can come in and, and compete for our team. That is the president of football operations and head coach, Orlando Steinauer, alongside assistant GM, and Director of Canadian Scouting, Drew Alamang, as they spoke to the media yesterday at the Combine. And you can catch their full comments wherever you found this show on the Cats Audio Network. Uh, their full comments, questions, all that fun stuff available, like I said, wherever you found this one. All right, it is the 2022 Combine, and it makes us think of Combines come and gone, and let's get in our time machine and go back to 2017, where a Ticat was the fastest man on the field. Tunde Adelike ran the fastest 40, and he's with us now, and uh, Tunde, thanks so much for, for joining us, appreciate it. Uh, let's just, first of all, check in. How you doing? How's the offseason going for you? Uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Just the usual off season, getting ready to get back into it. Uh, it's nice this year, you know, with how last year and the previous years went with COVID and everything. You're like, we know something's going on soon, you know. So everything's open back up in Ontario. So excited to be back. Yeah, we were talking about this with Courtney last week. He kind of you know, had this philosophy that during the season, you know, you're, you're training at 100%. Maybe the week after the season, you're you're down to about 10%. If I were to put that scale to you right now, you know, less than two months uh, into training camp, where would you say your training's at? Uh, I'd probably say like 80 to 90% right now, you know, just it's nice outside. Uh, a lot of the guys like in Ottawa, there's a lot of CFL guys too. So we're uh, starting to get together and starting to work out and actually get on field stuff. So I feel like this is where everyone starts to ramp up and things like that. Uh, let's talk about some of the guys around you. Cause you bring in a, a you know, the guy, Ty Cats brought in a guy like Alden Darby, you bring him back, Richard Leonard, uh, you know, Siante. When you look at the, the DB room going into this, uh, this season, what, what jumps out to you? Uh, just depth, like the amount of like veteran depth we have and, and having Rich back and Darby on the team. Like I, 
it's it's exciting to see what we're going to do. Like, we already have a group chat and everything. And it's the fact that we all know that there's going to be a lot of battles in camp. And that's going to make the best guy or the guy who comes out of it on top even better, you know. So we're excited to all work together. Uh, you got uh, Coach Butler coming back as an assistant DB's coach, but a new uh, head DB coach in uh, in Coach Bradley. Uh, what, has he been added to the group chat yet? Have you reached out? Has he reached out to you? What have you been hearing from him? Oh, yeah, 100%. We've already got to work, you know, like exactly when he got the job in the position, he reached out to, uh, I think, all of us and, and just talked about, like, what kind of coach he was, what he was trying to get out of us. So I think we're excited to work with him. It's always good to have some new Two pointers, you know, more more coaching, something different, you know, just to add to your toolbox. Yeah. Uh, when you okay, let's talk about the combine because uh, this combine's coming up. But you had a pretty memorable one back in uh, 2017. Can you remind uh, Ty Cats fans what made it so special for you in 2017? Uh, I think I think my biggest part of that was running the fastest 40 at the combine. But the whole combine for me was was a great experience. It was just the the, the time there and getting like the first real pro experience was was very different for me and I learned a lot for myself from that opportunity now you had actually were I, I don't want to put the rephrase this poorly but were you disappointed in your in your 40 time because I'd watched an interview with you afterwards you said you were you were aiming for under 4.5 so even at 4.58 even though you were the fastest one did, did you feel like you left something there yeah, I feel like I could have ran something a little bit faster, but, you know, it's just, it's how it happens. You know, you can't, you can't dwell on it too much. And it's just, it's one little thing. I feel like I still move pretty fast on the field. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. Um, what else do you remember about the experience? Because there's those interviews, there's that one-on-one. -on -one, and for, for a lot of guys, you know, there was no in-person 2020 combine. 2021 was really reduced. So this is kind of back to a little bit of normalcy. Uh, what, what do you remember about, uh, about that 2017 experience? Uh, I think the interviews was like my biggest thing. And then it was just like going into interviews and hearing the coaches are going to tell you what they like about you and then what they think like you need to work on and things like that. So I think my biggest thing was getting in those interviews, hearing those things and getting back to Ottawa and trying to work on those things as quick as possible, you know, to, to get as good as possible. And then the the one-on-ones at the, at the combine was probably my biggest eye opener just to see like the type of talent I got to go against. And then, knowing that when I get in the CFL, the talent's going to be a lot higher than that because there's going to be guys who've been in there for five years, like crafty bets and things like that. The interview process, we've heard stories from NFL combines, you know, previous CFL combines, they asked some strange questions. Did you ever get asked a, a weird question or something that maybe caught you off guard at the time? Uh, man, I'm trying to think back to it now. I don't think I got anything too crazy, you know, but like there was a lot of like times I just, I'd be in there and they're asking something. I'm like, I didn't prepare for this. Like, I <laughs> I didn't expect the coach to throw, uh, throw this at me and stuff like that. Like, I know some guys had, they'd pull up your film and just, like, call you out on something right there, you know? So I'm happy that never really happened to me. But, yeah, there's some, there's some things to go down. So, so what advice do you have for, for some of the guys who are attending this weekend in Toronto? If, you, if, if they were to ask you for advice, what would you tell them? Uh, I'd say, like, man, honestly, just have fun. Like, at this point, for all the, for all the like, the – the 40s and things like that, it's all about how much you've trained for that, you know? And at, by the time you get to the combine, there's no changing what can happen. So, you know, just go out there and do your best, perform, and then try to try to leave with something like learn. You know, i got to learn something from this opportunity. Don't just go and then come back and be the same person. You should get a little bit better before you get your opportunity to play in the CFL, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great, great point there. Uh, two, day, uh, two weeks, two months, excuse me, until training camp. What are you most looking forward to about being back 
in Hamilton. First thing you're going to do once you're back in town. It's just it's just getting back with the boys, you know, uh, like the DB room. It's always it's the funnest time of the year for me, you know, and then just the city, the city of Hamilton. I love it there. I can't wait to see the fans again. Can't wait for game day. I love it all. Awesome. Tune day. Thanks so much for doing this. It's always great to catch up with you. And like I said, see you sooner than later. Can't wait to see you. Yeah, can't wait to see you too. Appreciate it. And that is Tunde, a delicate defensive back for your Hamilton Tiger Cats, taking a trip down memory lane, remembering the 2017 CFL Combine. As mentioned, this weekend, CFL.ca is your exclusive home for extended coverage of the Combine. Marshall Ferguson will be broadcasting live throughout all the events this weekend. So go to CFL.ca for all of that. My thanks to Tunde Adelike for joining me. My thanks to Spencer Zimmerman as well. And my thanks to you. Could not do the show without your support. Happy birthday to my sister Kathleen, who is older than me. My older sister having a big birthday this weekend. So happy birthday. And I hope you have a great weekend as well. Thanks so much for checking us out on the Ticats Audio Network. Could not do the show without your support. You got comments or feedback, you can hit me up on Twitter at B underscore TV. As mentioned, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Make sure to watch the CFL Combine coverage on CFL.ca. We'll recap it all next week, same place, same time, on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis B. Hoping you have a great day.